whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report, and this is our international report on the vaccine damage that is being reported worldwide. We have a lot of news on that for today's show. This is Dr. Lee for America with Truth for Health Foundation, and all of our whistleblower reports can be heard at www.whistleblowerreports.org or on your favorite streaming channels, Spotify, Pandora, Audible, iHeartRadio, iTunes, CloudHub, Rumble, Gab, Twitter, and more. So share our work with your network to bring truth to the people of the world in the face of all the lies and deceptions. And we have just heard in the past week announcements that the TSA in the United States is already implementing policies to trigger more masking at airports in September, further requirements in October, and full lockdown by December 2023, once again following the same tyrannical, illegal, unlawful, unconstitutional violations of law that we lived under beginning in 2020. So one of the things for everyone listening is share this information with your networks and start getting in the mindset that we will not comply. We will not give in to more tyranny and destroying our lives and our freedom. They're already planning it. They're already ginning up the fear on the Canadian variant that is so serious. Everyone listening, pay attention. Viruses mutate in the direction of less severe illness, not more severe. Viruses change into variants that make them easier to spread and less likely to cause death. We have treatments for these viral illnesses, do not give in to fear. But let's look at what is real and what is very frightening and alarming. That is the rising pilot incapacitations on commercial flights around the world. And not only incapacitation of pilots that prevents them from flying, but incapacity. But we are also seeing situations where pilots who are on the flight deck and in charge of the aircraft 
have died in flight. The most recent example came from the announcement on August 14th that on the LATAM flight 505 from Miami to Santiago, Chile, two hours into the eight hour flight, the captain was not feeling well, went to the lavatory and collapsed in the lavatory and died. He was 56 years old and he told his crew that he felt unwell and the cabin crew noticed that he had fallen into the sink or over the sink. The cabin crew intervened with first aid but could not revive the pilot. Fortunately, there were three pilots on the plane and the remaining two diverted the plane to Panama City, which was only about a half an hour from where they were when this happened. And the plane landed safely in Panama City, but the captain was pronounced dead on arrival and the aircraft was grounded in Panama City for about a day until all of this could be sorted out. That was the third pilot incapacitation this past week and the first one that was fatal. But America and the world listening, this is happening around the world. If you look at some of the emergency frequencies, in-flight emergencies have skyrocketed since the COVID launch, not just for pilots, but for the flight crew as well. And we'll be talking more about the reasons for that in the course of today's show. Another headline this week, depression, psychosis, and suicidal ideation, the dark side of the Pfizer and Moderna COVID shots, and how brain inflammation is leading to suicidality, psychosis, and depression. We will talk more about that. I've given, I see this in my medical practice. We've given many programs on the consequences of the brain inflammation following the COVID shot. And it is very, very serious. And the third major headline this week from social media reports where truth tellers are summarizing the data, turbo cancers are skyrocketing in young people. Just this week, Dr. William Mackis from Canada reported on 20 social media stars with a combined 60 million subscribers. All of these young people in their 20s and 30s have been diagnosed with aggressive cancers, leukemia, lymphoma, glioblastoma, breast cancer, lung and colon cancers. These are occurring at later stages on accelerated courses. It is truly shocking. Cancers do not occur in young people in this age group under normal circumstances. They are very rare and these are common and skyrocketing and occurring at late stages with already metastasis diagnosed at the time the cancer's even picked up. Again, 
that's a change from the medical patterns we've seen in the past over my career. And then we have announcements from Europe. I know Dr. Gilthorpe has one that he has been concerned about with the UK and a recent report on the population collapse in the UK and Sweden. So I want to welcome my guest today, Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe, UK British citizen living and working in Sweden, and Andrea Claridge, Croatian journalist and freedom fighter. Welcome to both of you. So those are some of the big headlines this week, and I know both of you have more to report from overseas. So let's take it away. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Uh, Perhaps I can lead off and then Andrea can follow up. Um, should we um, probably important to talk about this the the pilot issues um i mean this is something that seems to have come back recently in the news with these several deaths but you know uh, there have been uh, reports sporadically over the last two to three years of pilots who are you know ex well probably one of the most highly surveilled medical groups in the world i would i would think perhaps you know second to astronauts and uh, um, those sorts of people. So, you know, it's very unusual if pilots suddenly drop dead because they're so well, well, you would know this, Dr. Lee, but they're so well medically checked in order to have a certification to fly. Um, but, you know, there, there was another case, I think this, well, one of the other cases was an in- Indian pilot that collapsed on about the 17th of August um, at the boarding gate. He was rushed to hospital and died of sudden cardiac arrest. Um and then, you know, these stories go back way back to the start of the vaccinations with the mRNA shots, mainly back in 2021, when a number of pilots were reported to have died suddenly. Um, but this was, you know, largely covered up, I would say, in the mainstream media. But it, it's obviously happening to such a degree that it, it can't be covered up um, as much as perhaps certain people would like it to be. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the fact that it's happening in these people that are extremely carefully surveyed medically uh, is really significant because these are canaries in the coal mine for what's happening to the wider population. Well, that's exactly right. And the FAA class one medical certificate until the experimental COVID shots were rolled out always had the policy in place that pilots were not cleared to use newly approved medications until a year after they'd been on the market after full FDA approved, and they were never approved for experimental drugs and vaccines. That that would mean that a class a class one medical certificate could not be issued by the FAA qualified medical examiner until they relaxed that standard arbitrarily in violation of the 1958 Federal Aviation Act and the policies in place in place under the law that was passed and they just arbitrarily waived that. And the companies, the airline companies, were the ones that mandated the COVID shots for the pilots. And then suddenly, 
2022, there is this arbitrary waiver of the existing EKG standards from 200 milliseconds to 300 milliseconds, which is significant. And yet that did not go through the normal rulemaking process, nor was there any medical data used to document that that was a safe variation to implement. It was simply implemented as a change at the FAA. And the public doesn't know any of this and they don't realize the damage that's going on with the pilots. Dr. Yothorpe, you wanted to comment on that. Yeah, I just wanted Dr. Lee, I mean, clinically, what, what does that mean for, for, the, for the listeners and an increase of the EKG from 200 to 300 milliseconds? What, and what kind of heart problems would that enable a, a pilot to potentially fly with? Um, well, it's a cover-up of cardiac damage due to inflammation with the spike protein and the lipid nanoparticles that leads to the myocarditis and pericarditis. So in other words, and it, it means that they are broadening the criteria without proper procedures and without proper data to show that it's safe to do that. They're broadening the criteria before they call the EKG abnormal and tell the pilot that he can't fly or the pilot has to can't pass his class one medical certificate exam. So that means basically for those in the public who are trusting airline safety, that there has been an arbitrary change that's covering up existing heart damage in pilots. So the pilot doesn't know and the public doesn't know. And that's contributing to these incapacitations with the cardiac events, whether it's a full cardiac arrest that causes death or whether it's a cardiac event causing chest pain and collapse and they manage to treat it and help the person survive. The point is that there's existing heart damage that is going undetected because they changed the standard. Yeah, and, and each one of those pilots has got, you know, potentially four to 500 people uh, under their care uh, while they fly for many hours. And uh, it, it's an entirely a lottery now, probably, in, in, if you make it to your destination. I mean, the, the risks are still very low for people flying. I don't think people should panic and Julie. There is a co-pilot as well that could also land the plane in an emergency, as we've seen. But you know, this is a, an extreme risk that didn't used to be part of the of of civil aviation. You know, where risks have been minimised to the to the absolute extent that they could be, to, and which, which has made flying so safe up till now. Absolutely I I, right. I saw a post uh, on social media, and I can share that. But there were actually five pilots that week. Um, five pilots in one week, three died on the same day, and two of the others had some kind of medical emergency. Well, that I would like to see the post, and we'll put that in the show notes, because I, I had not seen that there were five in the same week. Yeah. I knew about at least two of them. Yeah. One, and one and was I this. am... I was just going to say, one was the Miami to Chile flight that you mentioned. The second was a Qatar Airways off-duty pilot dies 
as the Airbus diverts to Dubai. The third one was the Inigo uh, case in uh, Nagpur in India that I mentioned. And then there was a Tiger Air pilot that fainted after landing um, and lost consciousness uh, flying from Japan to Taiwan. And then a United Airlines flight into EWR, that's uh, one of the US airports, isn't it? Had a heart attack and loss of consciousness on flight. So, you know, this is not... Yes, there's a lot of flights every day around the world, but this is uh, something that we never used to hear about prior to the rollout of COVID-19 uh, vaccinations. No, we absolutely didn't. I mean, flying and pilot medical oversight was, as you said, one of the most stringently applied standards. And I mean, I've had pilots as patients over my career, and we just had to be really careful what medications they were taking and everything had to be reported. They had to clear their flight physicals regularly. I, I, I don't remember the rule, but it seems to me that it was maybe every six months, it may have been once a year, but I, but as I said, I've had a lot of pilots in my medical practice over the years and they all had to be attended to that. And they've always been very careful about the medical qualifications until this COVID shot. And then for the airline companies to intrude into public policy and to mandate the COVID shot or fire, fire the pilots if they didn't get it was just unconscionable and a major deviation from the Federal Aviation Act of 1958 laws. I mean, I'm involved with a lot of pilots who are involved in lawsuits against the airlines and the pilots union, and I've been meeting with them and their attorneys on all of these legal issues. It's staggering. So, and Andrea, I know you have interviewed pilots from other countries in your work in journalism. What, what are you finding on this front? Yes, thank you, Dr. Lee, and hello to your, to your audience. I just had an interview with a pilot from Canada. His name is David Skripac. He is from Croatia, exactly. He lives, he was born and lived in, in Canada, but uh, her father, his father is from Croatia. And in the interview, uh, we spoke about other all other things, but he mentioned that he lost his job for a big company. He was also civil pilot uh, because he didn't want to take vaccine. And he personally knows nine his colleagues, colleagues, ex-colleagues, pilots who lost job not because of vaccines, because of adverse events of the vaccines. They cannot fly anymore. Five of them get myocarditis and four of them other conditions and now they receive it just to keep the job and because of it they lost it and uh, all of them knows it's from vaccine they don't have doubts just it's very hard to get from side of specialists from the doctors who are working for this company to con uh, to conclude that it's from vaccine I think they are afraid of some kind of compensation, but they have to pay to these people. And that's why they don't, they don't want to admit. But to have nine colleagues who are confirming, firsthand confirming that it's from vaccine, it's 
huge number. And uh, as Jonathan says, that these people are really under huge surveillance according to the health, and it's important that they are healthy and uh, cannot be just coincidence. Uh, this interview I will publish in two weeks on my channel. Well, that's very good that that you have made that available and give people the URL for your channel. Well, my channel, well, it's in, in Rumble. You can find it there. Uh, this cause is uh, Slobodnik Podcast. That's in English means free podcast. But you have to put down Slobodny. Uh, or you can take a look according to my name. And you can find it also on my Twitter profile, uh, Facebook profile, Instagram also, and TikTok. And in all these profiles, there's a short videos from these interviews. But you can also find the link to the major one channel where you can find a long interview of one hour. And also there is a channel in um, in uh, BitShooter channel, but also there is a web page. Web page, its name is W A, -A uh, W E N. That means World Independence News Network. And on this channel, yeah, and you can find there also all these interviews. World Independent News Network. Excellent. So all of you listeners out there, share this information and start writing and calling your elected officials in whatever country you live in. Start pushing back about the failures of the regulatory oversight that are leading to these major safety violations for all of us, but most especially the pilots that are being mandated by their employers to take these experimental shots is causing a devastating loss of pilots to death and disability in every airline around the world. And we, the citizens, need to help support them in their fight to stand against this unlawful and very dangerous policy. I know, Dr. Gilthorpe, you were you shared with us the uh, recent article from the UK about the population collapse and the new report from Sweden. The deaths are staggering and the loss of pregnancies and the decline in live births is also truly staggering, which ties into all of the other damage that's causing death and disability. Share with us the concerns you have from that article. Uh, yes, Dr. Lee, I, I will. I, I'd just like to add a follow up on that last point you made as well. It's very important for the audience to understand that not only, I mean, we call these experimental mRNA shots, but in, in fact, especially in the US, they weren't even experimental. They, the, the, the regulation that allowed them to be deployed on the public was military uh, deployment. Uh, there was a military law involved, which Sasha Latipova has 
spoken about at length so i will check her up on on online if you want to hear more about that but essentially this was an experiment or a, a, a an um an attempt to see whether it's possible to deploy vaccines on a very large scale in a short period of time. So none of these things were tested uh, to be safe. Uh, it didn't actually matter if they were safe or not, because there's no way that you can sue the US government if you were harmed by one of these things because of the particular um, legal protection that they have under military law. So, you know, we, we do call them experimental, but they were, it's worse than that. They weren't even experimental. They were just junk in tubes. Uh, that was stuck into people's arms. Actually, it's part of Brooke Jackson's court case against Pfizer yeah. as a whistleblower that the the ruling in the case, the judge admitted that these were prototypes. Mm. Not You're correct. Not yeah. even rising to the level of experimental. They were yeah. prototypes on a Department of Defense contract. So... Yeah. I think that is exactly the case. Let's discuss the population collapse after the break because we're coming up on a break. Okay. I think it's really critical that we're looking at turbo cancers, brain inflammation causing suicides, psychosis, and major depression, cognitive loss, rising dementia. And we're looking at myocarditis, pericarditis, massive heart damage, for many people going undetected because doctors are not doing the proper monitoring. And in all of these major headlines that we're sharing with you today, the bottom line is these shots are deadly and dangerous. They are something that all of you listening, if you've had the shots, you really need to read about vaccine injury treatment at truthforhealth.org our vaccine injury treatment guide, go to vaxdamage.org and file a vaccine injury report and let us help you get medical and legal resources. This is Dr. Lee for America. We'll be right back after the break with more from the international report on the whistleblower report vaccine segment. Hello, everyone. This is Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, U.S. Army and legal grant recipient of the Truth for Health Foundation. I want to give a huge shout out to the Truth for Health Foundation for helping me and my family over the past year with our legal battles. Recently, I was court-martialed for not participating with these experimental COVID-19 emergency use authorized products. If it wasn't for Truth for Health Foundation and all the support, I would definitely be in a worse spot. But because of all the support, I'm able to continue uniform service, fighting for what's right to protect the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. God bless each and every one of you, and God bless America. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation, www.truthforhealth.org. This is Dr. Lee for America with my international experts, Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe from Sweden and Andrea Klarich, journalist, freedom fighter, and businessman from Croatia, bringing you news from around the world on the vaccine front and the economic and 
medical freedom front every week. So Dr. Gilthorpe, let's start with the population collapse report that came out of the UK this week. Yes, Dr. Lee. This, I mean, this is something that really, you know, slaps you in the face when you read it in a in major um, daily newspaper in the UK. So the the Telegraph, which, you know, is something, I guess, as a Brit, you, you tend to think it's one of the one of the better newspapers. There's a number of tabloids which are tend to publish a lot of trash, but the Telegraph is one of the leading newspapers in Britain. Um, and they ran a headline which this week, which stated UK population collapse is good for the planet as the number of newborns hit a 20 year low. So we've talked about this on several shows now that since the COVID-19 uh, rollout of the, uh, of the shots happened, uh, that coincides precisely um, with the, the beginning in many Western countries of a reduction in number of live births. So uh, I've written an article on this, which we've put out in the show notes before, way back about a year ago, about the, the drop in Sweden, which is historic. We've never seen a drop of this magnitude. Um, there has been a, a general decline in, in the number of births in Western countries over the last 20 years or so, but it, this was a big drop. And it, and, it's, and it happened precisely eight to nine months after the rollout of the shots into the fertile, so 15 to 45, 50 year old uh, part of the population. So now it's, you know, this has got so noticeable and, and uh, so large in, in many, many countries in the Western world that I guess the Telegraph or the powers that be thought there was a need to come out with some kind of article to, to misinform the public and try to uh, gaslight them into thinking that this is a good thing. So what they did was take a lady called Professor Sarah Harper from Oxford University, who is, you know, an expert on, on uh, well, who knows what she's an expert on, but she's actually a, an advisor to the World Economic Forum as well, which, you know, this is the one of the organizations that's involved in running the pandemic and, you know, the, the future change to society, which are envisaged for all of us to go into this digital prison that we've talked about on the show many times. Uh, so she raised the, the point that, you know, this is a great thing that populations are declining in, in Western countries now, because this will be really good for climate change. We, we're going to get on top of things because there'll be no people left to, to affect the climate. Um, the, this is incredible gaslighting by the Telegraph. Is I mean, I'd love to fact check the article uh, carefully, but it would be a waste of time since, you know, this is a propaganda piece that's being pushed out. Um, I, I'm not sure if we have any listeners in the UK, but I really would encourage you to write to the editor of The Telegraph and tell them that this is one of the worst articles they've ever written. Um, but we, we're seeing this decline now, and it's, uh, I think, in the UK, it's something like... Uh, I don't know, 10 to 12 percent. I'm not sure what the reduction is, but in Sweden, it's around 10 percent per month, uh, which the, the drop has been. And it, it started nine months after the rollout of the jabs and it's continued ever since then. Uh, there was another article in the UK, uh, sorry, in the Swedish news this week that stated that this is now a record drop in Sweden in certain counties since records began, which I think was way back in the end of the 1800s or beginning of the 1900s. So this is significant. 
but still nobody wants to look at the elephant in the room and connect this to the the jabs even though that data exists in every westernized country they they have registers of vaccines they know who took them and how many they took and when they took them and they could very easily go in and compare the number of lives births to people who are unvaccinated versus vaccinated and which jabs they had but it seems that that is a step too far for the authorities in all Western countries. Well, it's part of the continued cover-up by the authorities. And, you know, this flagrant lie to the public about the fact that there's that it's beneficial for the population to collapse is, is just stunning. Um, Andrea, what are you seeing in, in Eastern Europe on the population statistics. I think we've lost Andrea for a second, Dr. Lee, but... Um... I'm here. Yes, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, um, in Croatia, we already had a record low birth rate in April, May, and June. And uh, nobody is really bothered about this. Everybody is looking on other way, and really, we know what is happening. Because uh, all these people who were behind this uh, COVID vaccine and mandating, they are don't, uh, they are not covering that they are really think there is a too many people in the world. They are doing this publicly. They're not hiding. They are saying that they want to save the planet. We are carbon, you know. Uh, people are made from carbon. And even I saw some uh, jumbo uh, poster when they said for kids in Germany, for kids, they say, is this a future or is this threat to the, to the, uh, uh, to the planet? You know, they don't, uh, asking question, are kids threat to planet? This is this propaganda, what is coming, and we know that. And I'm not really shocked that Telegraph admitted they like it. There is uh, much less people in United in uh, United Kingdom. And same thing happening in Croatia. I'm not sure what is in other countries, but I have to say that in the eastern part of Europe, like Bulgaria, Romania, Croatia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Serbia, a percentage of vaccinated are much lower than in Western countries. And that's a good news. Well, it is, when you start looking at the collapse of the population and people in this absolutely evil agenda saying that somehow that's good for the planet, it, it's so ludicrous and so heinous to think about finding ways to kill people is the way that we move forward as a society. The, these ideas are so, I, I don't have words for them. They, they, they truly are evil in ways that we've never seen in our lifetime, even the magnitude of the Holocaust in World War II is dwarfed by the evil assault on humanity that is being carried out knowingly by the, those in power around the world in every country that has pushed these 
gene therapy shots under the guise of protecting people against COVID. And then we, we go back to this announcement about the cancers that Dr. Mackis was reporting on this week. And not a single one of those articles or the videos of the cancer patients themselves talk about the connection with the COVID shot. And yet we knew prior to the rollout of the COVID shots that they turned off tumor suppressor genes, our God-given natural defenses against cancer were turned off by these gene therapy shots. I did an interview with a cancer immunologist in the summer of 2020 when, when they were talking about the concerns then about these experimental or prototype, we now know, shots being unleashed on the world. We knew then they could not be rolled out safely and properly tested in such a short period of time. So the cancers are causing untold suffering and death as well. And yet that's another elephant in the room, the heart damage, the cancers, the dementia, the depression, the suicidality, all of it. These, these are huge cover-ups. And I know both of you are seeing that in your countries as well. I have to add to this that I really made some interviews on this topic also. Uh, for example, Dr. Jens Lindsay, she says yes. that she thinks they are do it, done it on purpose. She has experience from before because she was working on some project, uh, project of sterilization, and he she knows how things are working. And she confirmed in my interview that for sure they done it on purpose. She doesn't. Oh, have there's any... no question. There's no question. Yeah. She's on yeah. our team and she's been on our advisory council for the foundation. But Andrea, most of us on our team, when we started Stop the Shot campaign, August 4th, 2021 at Truth for Health Foundation, one of the leaders to do that, we said at the time, this was intentional. There's no question about that. It's been in the planning for at least the last 20 years, perhaps longer, and some of the patents and some of the documented damage effects were known 15, 20 years before these COVID shots were rolled out. There's absolutely zero question that this was planned, it was intentional, and it was aimed towards the long-term 100-year plan for depopulation that began with the eugenics in the 20s, 1920s in America, carried out further in Britain, and our eugenics movement from the United States under Margaret Sanger was what influenced Adolf Hitler. They've been working on that ever since. And Dr. Lindsay talked about the fact that until she realized what they were doing and it bothered her as a matter of conscience and she left, she was personally involved in companies that were doing vaccine research to cause sterility. Now, her work was in the 1990s, but that work began in the 1960s. 
and it was going on during the time I was just going into medicine in the 1970s. This has been around for quite a long time. There's no question it was intentional. You're absolutely right. And it's not coincidence that, for example, Boris Johnson is son of a guy who is eugenic. Same thing with Bill Gates. And, well, they, they are, have uh, eugenic in their blood. Yes, Bill Gates' father was very involved with Planned Parenthood, and Planned Parenthood was created by Margaret Sanger as a means of exterminating undesirables. Extermination of undesirables is a quote directly from Margaret Sanger's writings and speeches. And the undesirables, in her opinion, were Negroes, American Indians, veterans, soldiers, and mentally defectives. And those are terms she used. I'm not making disparaging comments myself. Those are quotes from her speeches and her own writings. And those were her target groups to eliminate. And calculatingly using, in her words, Negro pastors so that the people in the community don't understand the real reason for Planned Parenthood. I mean, it was all so evil and so insidious. And yet people today don't know that history about Planned Parenthood. And they refer to it as an organization committed to women's health. It's not. It's an organization committed to death of babies period. Yeah, and an enormous amount of trading in body parts and, and organs that are taken from those, um, you know, terminated pregnancies, Dr. Lee. Yeah. And, and you know, this is the side of Gates that many people don't know about. And I, I had no idea of it, actually, until the, the pandemic uh, arose. And I started to learn more about who Gates was as a person and his father. And you see this transmission of of evil from father to son through the lineage, as Andrea, you know, alluded to with Boris Johnson and, and his father, who also wrote a book about a deadly virus uh, destroying something like 30% of the population. I, I think it's very important, actually, to raise this um, point. There was this, there's this organization called Beagle.com, which is based in the US, I think. It's a fairly um, clandestine organization, but every year they produced a report about what the future looks like for population of or USA and, and various Western countries. And I think it was in 2019 or 18 where they released a report saying that the population of the US, for example, would drop by about 60 to 70 percent by 2025 and by the UK, the similar amount. And, you know, this generated a lot of noise on the Internet and, and uh, social media about people saying, you know, what is this? What are Deagle.com saying? And, and at that time, even when COVID arrived, it didn't seem possible that there could be a depopulation event down to those numbers. But I think with what's happening now, where you see the rise of pilot deaths, you see the rise in uh, cancers, uh, it could well be possible that by 2025, we're looking at a serious depopulation event. And I, I think this, you know, when, when I mentioned last week that Merrill Nass had 
uh, written an article about this on her Substack, and that it had been censored when she started to use the word depopulation. And I said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is a sign that this is something that's happening because the the words are being censored. Uh, this is definitely something to look out for. So you really need to look out for yourself, for your own health. Do not take another mRNA shot ever again. And do not comply with the next round of lockdowns and uh, shutdowns and regulations that are going to come in this, this winter time um, ahead of whatever, you know, strain of COVID they claim is causing the, the next great uh, suffering because it's manufactured. And if you didn't get jabbed before, your viral immunity should be very nice and strong and you don't need to take any particular precautions apart from keep your vitamin d levels up you know keep well hydrated get enough sleep keep yourself healthy eat good food and um, if you get sick just go and rest which has worked for millennia for people that have been ill no you're exactly right and that is the urgent message that we are presenting every tuesday in faith over fear seminars that are open to anyone around the world Simply go to truthforhealth.org, click on the Faith Over Fear graphic on our homepage and sign up to attend our weekly preparedness, health and resilience seminars. <clears throat> we also have a health and resilience summer preparedness series that's going on right now at CloudHub Vax Choice channel every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. People can listen to that online. Andrea's interviews and media and journalistic efforts are focused on this. Yours are as well, Jonathan, and all of our um, resources listed in the show notes for today. And one of the things that is flying under the radar here in the United States but it's a critically important article that came out in The Federalist. Go to thefederalist.com, August 19th, 2023. 14 American cities have a target of banning meat, dairy, and private vehicles by 2030. In other words, seven years from now, these 14 American cities plan to ban your use of meat products, dairy products, and private vehicles. These 14 cities, and I will name them in just a moment, are part of a globalist climate organization, which is known as, and you can look this up, C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group, their goal by 2030, quote, zero kilograms of meat consumption, zero kilograms of dairy consumption, three, get that, three new clothing items per person per year, zero private vehicles owned, and one short-haul return flight less than 1,500 kilometers every three years per person. So in other words, no flying. 
now we're not surprised to see why there's a pilot crisis. Their long range goal is actually to decimate commercial aviation and prevent people from having the freedom to fly to different parts of their own country or the world. And these C40 goals to totally suppress meat, dairy, and private vehicle and private air travel is was published in 2019, re-emphasized in 2023, and largely funded by Democrat billionaire Michael Bloomberg. So let's name the 14 cities in the United States that are part of this. And Andrea and Jonathan, you may know of ones in Europe. Here are the cities. All of you listening, if you live in one of these cities, you better wake up and start protesting the fact that this is their plan for your life in just seven short years. Austin, Texas, Boston, Massachusetts, Chicago, Illinois, Houston, Texas, Los Angeles, California, Miami, Florida, New Orleans, Louisiana, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. America, are you listening? This was just published August 19th, 2023 in thefederalist.com. And they are warning you about what is coming. You need to start speaking up now and pushing back against this massive tyranny and assault on your life. Andrea, you were going to comment on this. Yes, I had the interview with Sandy Adams from Great Britain. And she was explaining what was happened with this 15-minute city project. And she confirmed it that plan in Great Britain is that there will be no flights until 2029. From then, there will be no flights, no boats from United States, from uh, Great Britain. Also, she confirmed that this project of C40, it's a global project. That means that's 40 cities who, uh, who introduce all these measures, what you're mentioning. And uh, I really invite everybody to listen to this one-hour show because she's deep in this and she was covering this pilot project in, in uh, Britain from uh, Oxford and Kensbury where they try to implement this 15-minute city as a part of this global fighting against uh, climate changes. Also, what is important, I had an interview with a lady, Judith Curry. She just, uh, she's the author and she just finished book named Climate Uncertainties and Risk. And inside you can find detail because she's the expert. She was professor. Uh, she was, she's still working in this industry and she explained what is really happening with this climate change? What is the reason? And uh, the most important thing, how this IPCC, that's International Intergovernmental Panel for Climate Changes, how they are making decisions, how they are making models. And there you can see that everything is, is just politics, 
nothing is science. And there is one important sentence in a book says, when you mix science and politics, you get politics. And she get this. Uh, she 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 wrote this books book. Uh, I have an interview with her. I will publish it in two weeks, uh, in two series, and we explain it. Is each step, what is happening and why, and what is climate changes and what we have to or we don't have to be afraid of. More or less, we have to be more afraid of measures they are bringing than climate changes itself and very important thing what jonathan mentioned that's for europe for example and jonathan and i are in european union they are bringing a new law on the name the european media freedom act and this is act for censorship not for media freedom and next Sunday, I will publish an interview with the lady who wrote a, a great article. Article is published on the Children's Health Defense webpage. It's translated in seven languages. And inside, you can see in detail that they are preparing in Europe to centralize all information, all information, what media or journalist or even citizen journalists like everybody who are on social media they were controlling through the one board they will have a board uh, uh, in board there will be uh, elected uh, people from each country even european commission will have a member of this board without a voting right but it will have influence and all social media all platforms even the safest one, what we had now, for example, Telegram was very safe. Nobody was making any censorship there. Uh, also Rumble, uh, BitChute, everybody, every one of them will have to report to this commission, exactly to this board, whatever is happening in the media. Uh, and we will have a minister of truth there, for sure. They will decide it what is truth and what, what is danger for, for uh, security. You know, they call it a danger for uh, not national, but international securities. And from the 25th of August, you will have on Twitter option, option to report if there is something what is there published, you can report it that it's maybe illegal un, uh, or maybe it's dangerous for, for. That means we are entering in a total uh, censorship and total darkness. And everything what I now mentioned, everything is connected. Everything connected to another. Because if I'm censored, I cannot provide for people, for example, Mrs. Cur uh, Miss Curry who wrote a book, who's the specialist, who says uh, this panic according to this climate changes is overestimated. It's not necessary to make this kind of measures. This is probably, nobody will hear it. Everybody will hear just propaganda from the side of mainstream media. And of course, we saw in pandemic when people are afraid, they are, they are, they are complying more to the government 
and that's why they want to spread more fear with this propaganda, what they are doing now. You're exactly right, Andrea. And this is the time for all of us to stand and resist this evil assault on every aspect of our freedom and our very lives. America and the world, all of us, as we the people, have a duty to learn and share what is being done to kill people, to prevent freedom, and to enslave us. This is the line in the sand, and this is the Normandy for our generation. We either defend freedom in our lives, or we will go into a millennium of darkness and evil. Your choice. Listen every week to our whistleblower reports on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Share this information. Go to Andrea's channel on Rumble and all of the resources we give you. Go to Dr. Gilthorpe, Dr. Eden's channels on the various resources and start sharing this information. Get active in your local community. We will not be silent any longer. This is Dr. Lee for America. Closing today's whistleblower report, go to truthforhealth.org. Sign up for our email alerts. Donate to support our work so that we can continue to bring you truth, hope, and solutions against the lies and deceptions. God bless you all. Stand strong. There are more of us than there are of them.